Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back from the Stiefel Sports Studio. I'm Tom Ackerman, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Today is November 20th, 1120, KMOX Day. And on this day, we're going to look back at the career of one of our best. In fact, it was five years ago this month that we lost Bill Wilkerson at the age of 72. He passed away on November 2nd, 2017. Before we get to a very special guest joining us to talk about the career and life of Bill Wilkerson, let's all sit back and enjoy this trip through his football broadcasting career. Pumps it, not very well. The second hammer takes it at the 40, 45, at the 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. He's at the 10, 5, touchdown! Oh, drops set, launches it deep toward the end zone, The snap drops. Here comes pressure. Lofts it deep toward the end zone. Touchdown! Green! Touchdown! Green! Up in motion back to the left side. Lomax on the option to the left side. Raises up, throws in zone. Uh, Touchdown! Robert A. Wong in the back corner of the end zone makes the catch. Second down play. They pitch it left to Wilder. He cuts across the 20 and bubbles the ball. The Cardinals have it. Nico Nogan. Touchdown, Nico Nogan. From the Tampa Bay 11, JT wide right. Lomax dropping, setting, looking, looping it toward the end zone. Touchdown, JT Smith. Third and six from the Tampa Bay 16. Lomax drops. Here comes the rush. Slops it toward the end zone. will return from his 25 across to 30 trying the right side gets a lane 35 he's at the 40 45 50 45 40 35 he's, 40. he's at the 20 he's at the 10 second and goal at the one is what the sticks says i thought it was third and goal 
Motion left side. They gave it to the enemy. He died. Hit! No! 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 He did not get in! Tremendous charge! Tremendous charge! Nine, eight, seven. The clock has been stopped. Why? Why is the clock stopped? Seven, six, five, four, three. He throws the ball into the ground and stops the clock. Missouri says the clock should have run out, and I agree. This is the final play of the game. Come on, Tigers. Fourth and goal. The snap. Johnson with the ball. No! No! Bill Wilkerson was incensed on that particular play that five downs were run for Colorado to beat Missouri in that 1990 infamous game at Faroe Field, just showing once again his awareness and preparation in the moment. And joining us right now, who knows all about that as a broadcaster, one of the greatest to ever do it, and a dear friend of Bill Wilkerson is Hall of Famer Bob Costas. Bob, thanks for joining us this morning on KMOX. Hi, Tom. It's KMOX Day, I guess, 1120. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and welcome to the party. Let me ask you, when you hear those calls, and we just played three minutes worth, and I have a few more uh, in my pocket, what do you think about? Well, obviously, he was passionate. He and I did basketball together. Uh, he also took a turn on hockey and occasionally showed up on baseball broadcast. But football was at the heart of his broadcasting career. He had played football at SIU, so he knew the game. Um, you can broadcast that way, as long as you're well-prepared and you know your stuff, you can broadcast that way on a local or regional broadcast. You can't do it that way on a national broadcast, nor should you. But Bill was allowed that passion, as long as he knew his stuff and he was well-prepared, which he absolutely was, because 99% of his audience had the same rooting interest. So he embodied that rooting interest, including in his surprise and outrage when, I guess it was Colorado, if I recall yeah. this correctly, they got five downs, right? Yep, they did. And he was upset. He showed such great passion for some teams, quite honestly, although the Cardinals of the 1980s did knock on the door of the playoffs and had some thrills. But by and large, those were years that Mizzou struggled, that the Cardinals struggled, but every Saturday and Sunday seemed to be a destination for radio, which brings to mind also he's doing Saturdays and Sundays and then working Total Information AM in the morning. He was all over the place. Well, that was kind of the ethos of KMOX under Bob Highland. You couldn't say, I'm too tired, or how could I possibly get back from Los Angeles on a red eye and be at KMOX at 6 o'clock in the morning when Bob Hyland himself was coming in at 3 o'clock in the morning, and then he backed it up to 2 and sometimes 1, and he'd stay until 6 o'clock on a weekday and then give himself a little leeway on Saturday and leave at noon and take Sunday off. If he was going to do that, how could you possibly say, oh, please, Mr. Highland, I can't do the Mizzou game on Saturday and then do a network game someplace else on Sunday and then be back on Monday? Of course you didn't tell him that. That's right. <laughs> how, could you, how could you tell him that with a straight face? But the preparation for football especially college football, where the rosters are so large. Bill would know the Cardinals, the football Cardinals I'm talking about here. He would know them. So that made half of his preparation for a Sunday game a little bit less, just kind of brush up on it. But he had a new team to learn that played Mizzou on Saturday and a different NFL team playing the Cardinals on Sunday. And there was often travel involved. And yet he loved it so much. And if you love broadcasting, 
You have to love the preparation. You can't look at the preparation as, oh, boy, i got to do this until I get to do what I really want to do. At some level, you have to enjoy the preparation. Coming across something and you say, that's a good note. Maybe I can work that in, or that's a good observation. Maybe I can turn to my analyst and ask that person about that. You have to enjoy that process, otherwise you won't be good on game day. Snapback ball. Now it's a fake by Worley. Worley's going to run with it. Worley's out of the 15. First down, 10. Wendell Worley, touchdown! On a fake field goal attempt. A fake field goal by Roger Worley and a touchdown called by Bill Wilkerson. Here's a little bit more. On the 21-yard line of K-State. Another double tight end set. He might throw it out of this. He fakes, drops, sets, looking, throwing upfield. It is caught. Touchdown, Victor Bailey. And, an, and another. All right, working on the long count. Now drops straight back. Looks, throws, short hook. Touchdown. George from 12 yards out. That one punched in by George Shorthose from 12 yards out. The first two, the Whirly fake field goal, he recognized it, of course, and then you heard his second call. He said they might throw it out of this, and they did. I remember attending as a young man a seminar at UMSL. You were in attendance there uh, talking to the kids. And Bill Wilkerson, something that stuck with me was he actually went through different formations with us and got us familiar with what football looked like. He was prepared and ready, and as a former player, knew the game, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, primarily a play-by-play man, but he's also part analyst, and I guess he filled the analyst role on occasion before he took uh, the play-by-play position. I'm disappointed that you weren't able to dig into the archives, though, and find some of those Spirits of St. Louis broadcasts, because Bill was my first broadcast partner. When I landed, talk about pulling the the brass ring, when I landed at KMOX at 22, Bill was maybe in his late 20s, I guess, uh, and they paired me with him on the Spirits broadcast. I did the road games by myself. They didn't travel him. But we did the home games at the arena together, and we struck up an immediate friendship. And it has to be mentioned that while we take all this for granted now, which is a sign of progress and it's a darn good thing, Bill was a pioneer. He was the only significant African-American broadcaster at that time on KMOX. And he shared a certain groundbreaking resume with other St. Louisans like Don Johnson and Julius Hunter and Art Holliday. And so... There was a responsibility there, uh, and he fulfilled that, the responsibility to do a great job so that others could follow him. And black people in the audience naturally had an investment in that. Uh, I'm sure that they appreciated, I know they appreciated Jack Buck and Dan Kelly and and Bob Starr and all the other great broadcasters who were there. But Bill meant something extra at that time, and he fulfilled that brilliantly. He also had a great sense of humor. And Jack Carney, who's one of the greats ever in the history of radio, Jack Carney, as older listeners will remember, would often pull in other people on the staff who weren't known as humorous, and he would cast them against type and bring out a part of their personality that the audience previously wasn't familiar with. And Bill was great in that role, too, uh, with Miss Blue or with me or Rex Davis, whoever it might be. Jack had a genius 
for uh, involving people in that way in his little radio bits, and Bill did a great job with that, too. Theater of the mind, no doubt, and it certainly did it at its best. How was Bill as a person? And I do want to get back to those spirits days in the mid-1970s when you came in in 74, 75, and in 76 you're doing the games uh, with Bill. And then he's just known uh, throughout his career and life as a kind person. Uh, How would you describe him? Yes. Yes, he was a very good guy. He was good company. He had a sense of humor. Uh, He indulged me. You know, um, you take someone, a great broadcaster like Joe Buck. Joe grew up around it. By osmosis, he knew a lot about it before he ever sat behind a microphone and uttered his first words as a broadcaster. I had grown up hoping to be a broadcaster, but I didn't know all the ins and outs. I didn't necessarily know how to carry myself. Uh, And Bill's friendship meant a lot because he already... Uh, was established to some extent at KMOX, and he could help smooth a few things out for me, or he could point things out to me that I might not have been aware of, like this is rubbing somebody the wrong way, and why don't you try it this way? We were close in age, um, and he and I became not just broadcast partners. We became lifelong friends, and his wife Margie asked me to speak at his funeral, which I was honored to do. There was never any lengthy period of time that Bill and I were, were not in touch. And you did a wonderful job at that funeral. And uh, as we celebrated his life five years ago this month, Bob Costas is with us in those mid-1970s days. And by the way, those highlights are somewhere clung to a reel tucked in a box that I couldn't get my hands on fast enough. So I wish I, I, wish I had those here on the computer. Uh, but I know they exist. But you're, you're sitting with him courtside. Uh, Spirits yeah. Games, ABA, you're early in your career. The analyst means a lot to a play-by-play man, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And he and I clicked in that regard. There's a story I wish I could figure out how to deftly express without taking KMOX off the air, and I really can't, but it happened on the second broadcast. The first broadcast was uh, a Friday night against the Memphis Sounds, And the Spirits led by five or by seven with like a minute and a half to go and somehow managed to blow the game. So now two nights later, Moses Malone as a rookie, Marvin Barnes was a rookie too that year. And to show you how good Barnes was, Barnes was the rookie of the year. Moses Malone, who won three NBA Most Valuable Player Awards and, of course, is in the Hall of Fame, did not win rookie of the year. Marvin Barnes did. That's a whole separate story, how good he was and how good he could have been. So now here's the second night. And the Spirits are again ahead. They've got a comfortable lead, it seems, with two minutes or less to go. And Bob McKinnon is the coach, and he calls a timeout. And then I say, well, this game would appear to be well in hand, Bill, but Coach Bob McKinnon taking no chances. He doesn't want to see a repeat of Friday nights, and those who heard it and still can't believe it can fill in the blank, and you'll have to use your own imagination. But what I said in an internet world, would have blown the internet up, what I unknowingly said. And Bill looked at me, the engineer Tom Barton, who also worked with Jack Buck on uh, Cardinal Broadcast for many years, a great guy, great sense of humor. He's shocked. Bill looks at me, and Bill's eyes are as wide as saucers. And that was the one time I can remember him being flabbergasted. And then I could just see Bill's hand. He was making that kind of universal symbol uh, 
keep going, keep going, rotating your hand and your index finger around, like keep going, get past it. Because what, what I said in transcript form was inadvertently obscene. And so after the broadcast is over, I'm convinced that it's my last broadcast, that it's two games and out. And so Bill is trying to console me. And luckily, uh, Bob Hyland liked me, and he overlooked uh, a few early escapades until I got my footing. He did. He brought you in uh, in the mid-1970s. He brought Bill in in 1969. That was actually when he first worked uh-huh. at KMOX here in St. Louis. We're talking about Bill Wilkerson with Bob Costas. Total Information AM was a big part of his life as well. And we've mentioned this a couple of times, but getting up early in the morning, I'm co-hosting that now with Debbie Monterey, Megan Lynch, and and Carol Daniel. It is a fast-moving, early-morning, coffee-drinking show that has a lot of different elements. And I bring this up because I do think that we see this in media today, but not as much where your favorite sportscasters are also very worldly and I feel like Bill was that, that he had a thirst for knowledge and that he was more than a sports guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. He proved that. Um, his friends can testify to that, but the audience knows that because he had so many different roles. Uh, there's one other quick story that illustrates my relationship with Bill. Like I said, early on, you know, I, I might have had some precocious ability, but I wasn't exactly the most mature 22-year-old. And I missed two planes from St. Louis to Memphis in a game about a month after the on-air blooper. Uh, And a thunderstorm hit, and the third plane was delayed, and I was actually not there when the game began. Um, And so Bill is back at the studio, and he's telling the audience that there are technical difficulties until I finally show up sweating bullets, sit down with about four minutes into the first quarter, and broadcast the game, the rest of the game. And again, I'm thinking this is my last broadcast because Bob Hyland is probably at his wit's end. And again, Hyland gave me a reprieve. And when I got back to St. Louis, I said to Bill, you were telling the audience there were technical difficulties. There were no technical difficulties. He said, yes, there were, because technically you're an idiot. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my gosh. What a great time uh, to review the life and – you know, certainly we miss him dearly, but what a great personality and talent uh, that KMOX displayed for many years in Bill Wilkerson. And Bob, I it is my hope and I know the hope of his family and friends that that legacy is preserved for years and years to come. So it really is my pleasure uh, to be able to open up the KMOX airwaves and talk about him in this way. Yeah, uh, he was not only good at what he did, he was a good person and we miss him. Very well said, and thank you for the time. It's great to talk to you. By the way, I'd be remiss. The listeners would remind me that Steve Holly, our guest in our previous segment at the end of the 10 o'clock hour, wanted to make sure that we said thank you to you for opening our Guns and Hoses telecast once again this coming Wednesday night on Fox 2. I hope it's a rousing success, and happy Thanksgiving, Tom. Happy Thanksgiving, Bob. Thanks for joining us on KMOX. Be well. Okay, take care. Bye. Bob Costas on KMOX's Sports on a Sunday morning. We're coming to you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. When we come back, a little housekeeping, check on a couple of scores, and then John Moselock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, will be with us right here at 1130 on the home of the Cardinals, KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 